0: Hello and welcome to the Velodrome Podcast. I'm Steve, the host. Some of you know me as the Velo21 guy, but today I'm your host on this Velodrome Podcast. So, once again, we've got another great episode for you. We're talking to more cyclists about their cycling story, and once again, we're talking to a cycling related business. We do love to speak to the businesses and of course they are cyclists at heart as well. So let's just dive straight in. Today we are talking to... It's SJ and Simon. It's Elves Bike UK. Hello and welcome to the Velodrome podcast. Hi
1: Steve. Hi
0: Steve. Thanks for coming on guys. We really do appreciate all the guests that take the time to come and have a little chat with me and come on the Velodrome. So first of all, thanks for that.
1: Pleasure.
0: Lovely. So we always talk about as well how we know each other. Again, it's through Instagram. i followed you as the, the bike brand for quite a while now, actually. I saw what you were doing. I was really interested in these new and upcoming brands, um, and especially with you coming over to the UK division as well. I think it's a very exciting brand to, to be involved with. Obviously, we're a cycling podcast. So
2: how did you, first of all, get into cycling? Um, Well, we've been keen cyclists for years and years and years. Um, I remember my father buying me a boat at one point and asked about a year later, asked me if I could sell it to buy a bicycle. So cycling has been in in both of our bloods for a long time. Um, We're both very keen cyclists. We're we're self-confessed cafe riders and cake eaters. We're not (laughs) racers. Uh, We go out cycling because we just love it. Um, And we're very hugely passionate about the cycling industry both personally and, and, and professionally. Okay, so you're both into, what what is is it mainly road? Do you do gravel or is it a mix? We've both got mountain bikes, um, yep. we've both got road bikes uh, and I have a gravel bike. Um, I think the majority of the time we're out road cycling. Um, and occasionally, just sort of like drift over to the to the others if you want to get a little bit dirty, really. Okay, so a
0: mix, a nice mix of everything then. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Great stuff. So, what keeps you motivated to keep going now?
2: Well, with regards to cycling, yes, um, I, I, I just this absolute passion for two wheels. Um, I, I, cycling to me, and and, and I know SJ um, agrees with me on this. It's just the the, the sense of freedom, the outdoors massive outdoor fans um just the 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 the, almost a sense of meditation if you go out for a long cycle cycle ride by yourself to me it's it's meditation it's the time that i relax it's the time that my mind works behind the scenes and thinks about all the things that are going on in my life and for me it's just one of the most wonderful things that you can do
0: Hmm. yeah lovely i 100 percent agree with that sometimes i have my best ideas when i'm kind of out on the bike it's your best kind of thinking time but then also I could go out and just completely switch off from everything as well so it's almost like one or the other Like, but you, how you said that kind of meditation part, part of things that's yeah I 100% agree
2: with that exactly I mean I've been cycling along having spent all week trying to work out the solution to a problem and I'm like stuff it I'm going out cycling and I'll be cycling along I'll be sort of like 30-40 miles into the cycle ride, and suddenly the solution pops into my mind Yeah, Um, and it's just incredible how it does it, and it's only the cycling that does that for me. Mm.
1: Brilliant. Simon does a lot more miles than me. Um, So, um, for me, I I guess my I've I've owned bikes since I was uh, my first bike. I've got a rally when I was, I think it was my my 12th Christmas, and I used to cycle it to school. Um, And since then, um, I've always had a passion for not having to rely on a car, I guess, to get from A to B. And again, as much as I like riding with people, I, I like the solace that I can get from um, a cycle ride. And I think for us, probably, I mean, maybe I'm speaking just for me here, so, but it's a really nice sport that we can do together.
2: Yes, exactly. You know, it's exactly. something that,
1: that we can enjoy together, whereas, you know, obviously I don't ride to, I'm not doing the 60, 70 road, you know, miles on the road as you but it's still something that we can go and enjoy together and it's something that, you know, we look forward to.
2: Yeah, and and cycling holidays and things like this, you know, that's just, they they combine so much into life, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we had a great cycling holiday a few years ago, just before um, lockdown, actually, in the south of France. Um, And it it was fantastic. And we both sat there at the end of it and turned around and said, we need to do a lot more of this because it was cycling specific. Um, and then, yeah, COVID took
2: over and... <laughs> the, world, the world
0: changed. Right? <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. So what's your biggest cycling challenge to date?
2: Um, besides, um, obviously, the, the, the challenge and the success of L's, which has been incredible, um, my biggest um, uh, cycling um, achievement um, and something I'd recommend anybody to do I took a mountain bike to five and a half thousand meters uh, up the Annapurna in the Himalayas. Um, Basically, carried a bike on my back for six days up to five and a half thousand meters, um, and then rode down the other side. And I can't think of anything uh, sport-related that would top that. It was just incredible, Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't completed on any special bike it was it was it was completed on a a, a particularly sort of like standard bike um but it was an incredible trip
0: wow yeah that sounds absolutely fantastic that does um how about did did you feel any kind of altitude with that um
2: sickness or anything like that at all or with the experience with the breathing um well I had experience of acute altitude sickness on um, Mount Kilimanjaro a couple of years earlier where I was it off. Okay. Um, I was basically just about to drown in a desert. Um, so I knew what to look for. Um, but yeah, when you're up at 4,500 meters and you've got a bike on your back and a rucksack um, and you can only put one foot in front of the other, it's literally micro steps to get up to the top. Yeah. Um, and it was hard, hard work. Uh, but it was worth
0: it. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah, because I've spoken about it on previous podcasts, I've been up the Stelvio, and I was the only one that kind of said, oh, towards the top, I could feel, my power was still there, but all of a sudden I could hear my breathing, and I thought, this is the oxygen this is. Um, Just needing that little bit more, like taking more breaths in and just breathing that little bit heavier. Um, I could, like I say, I could still just a bit press the pedals, but there was a different noticeability in the like the amount that i was taking in was was just unreal i was just really really breathing heavy towards the last kind of four or five k towards the top was really really heavy going
2: oh yes yes that's altitude for you it's 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 hard work <laughs> yeah, yeah but it is so rewarding you've yeah
1: got big pitches up in the uh the lounge of you um, at the summer point. Yeah, I mean,
2: me, me and my two mates, uh, three uh, two other mates and the guide. Um, but it was an incredible trip. It really was an incredible trip. And, and if, if you've never been to Nepal, it is beautiful. The Himalayas is stunning and the people who live there are just wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds absolutely brilliant. So have you got anything else planned at all? Any other big rides or challenges coming up?
2: Well, we're, um, uh, we're actually going to New Zealand in about five weeks, I think it is, and uh, we're taking our elves out to New Zealand. Lovely. Um, and we're going to be basically buzzing around New Zealand alongside climbing mountains and things like that. But we're going to be taking the road bikes. We're staying in a, a place called Wanaka, uh, mm. which is in the South Island. And it's beautiful because it's surrounded by by um, uh, by um these these wonderful mountains but there's this big flat plain in the middle that is great for cycling around and then you can just venture off into the hills if you want to do some hill climbing as well it's a wonderful place
1: and
2: lots um, of cafes oh lots of cafes
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> big cafe
0: and, and bars <laughs> was that the main reason for going then all the cafes then it's uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we... We, we went to New Zealand last year, um, and uh, I mean, I've been to New Zealand a couple of times. I did some mountain biking in New Zealand. I, I mountain bike the old Ghost Road, which is, check it out, that's, that's another cool um, ride. Um, so, but we both went to New Zealand last year uh, and, and just fell in love with it. It's just such an incredible place. Um, so, we're just going back to enjoy how, how incredible New Zealand is, but this time we're taking our bikes with us.
1: I think we found when we got over there we were like we hired some bikes over there which was interesting yeah from my point of view um but once we got over there we sat there saying we wish we'd you know gone the extra mile and actually taken our bikes over there so we promised ourselves that next time we went back to new zealand that we would and yeah. we are and yeah i'm gonna have my brand new elves bike to take over with me which i am i I am so excited about it's um yeah it's more
0: Um, of that later yeah yeah brilliant that's it yeah so that's something to look forward to then that's something to look forward to so we've talked mentioned a little bit so far about elves bikes um so you guys are elves bikes uk and europe so who are the people behind elves bikes
2: so behind Ells Bikes or between, behind Ells Bikes UK and Europe? Behind Ells Bikes UK and Europe. Okay, so Ells Bikes UK and Europe is uh, myself and SJ. Um, obviously, we've explained that we're keen cyclists, etc., etc. But we're also cycle professionals. Um, and, and as importantly, we're also entrepreneurs. And... Um, We've been running a uh, a cycle service centre on the south coast of the UK for a number of years now, offering custom builds to to, to, um, to our our customers, offering maintenance uh, and bike fitting, um, and it's it is a very well thought of and highly successful business. Um, SJ is also a um, highly qualified global business strategist, uh, and. Um, Elves was the next opportunity. We were looking for an opportunity um, to, 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 to build upon what we already had um, and searching around to see what opportunities were out there because people don't come knocking on the door. Hey, do you want a great opportunity? You find it. Uh, and we were looking at what, what was out there and we came across elves and we saw that they've been hugely successful in Asia. Um, and they were gaining interest in the West, but there was no real representation in Europe. Um, so a little bit of research, a little bit of understanding. We had a look on YouTube, things like that. And people were saying that the quality of this brand was very, very good. Um, so we, we, we approached, um, Elves ourselves and, um, started talking to them about how we thought the brand could develop in Europe. And this was the key part of that conversation was about, how we what we believe we could do for elves um, and china absolutely loved it uh, and um and, and they gave us the contract to sell bikes in the uk and uh, and across europe um, and it has been highly highly successful um, we launched what was it uh we, we launched on the first of january we, we we spoke to them in october um, whilst we were in new zealand we were building the social media um and building the website uh, and when we came back from that um in january the, the first we went live uh which was six weeks before the evo was launched um which was a great place to be um joining Elves just when the evo launched because the evo has been a hot potato out there it's uh it's going very quickly um so so that's how we came about Elves, um and we've capitalized upon our skills so we, 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 we've been business people for many, many years. Um, SJ, as I, as I mentioned, is a, is a global um, uh, business strategist who uh, masters in um, the uh, building brands. Um, and this is what ELs needed. ELs needed somebody to build the brand in the West, to build the confidence of the brand in the West. So SJ, SJ has, well, you've seen it on social media, SJ has done an amazing job of, of building the brand and building the confidence in the brand. Brilliant. So, what's
0: you said? It launched um, on the first of January. So, what's the first ten months like? Been establishing the brand in the UK and Europe.
1: Well, I think, from a um, from my point of view, it's. I've worked in a, a, a lot of very dynamic industries, but I've got to say, I think this one has probably been the most dynamic yet. You know, I think we have approached it in a slightly different way because we've been able to, I guess, leverage our knowledge of. The industry and the, you know, the business skills that we've got, but I think we've combined this with a lot of purpose and passion. So I'm a big um, Simon Sinek fan, um, who talks a lot about um, people and businesses needing a why. Um, and from our point of view, I think we even, you know, prior to Elves, because we've been in the industry and we've been looking at. What's gone on within this industry and feeling that it's a bit broken? Um, we, we've come at it at a time where we feel that we can make a difference by creating, bringing products to market and creating rider equity in everything we do. So, you know, our inclusive approach that we have um, had from day one, um, has really meant that we can Bring together riders, um, take, bring them as, in as part of our journey and have very much, you know, be in a situation where we've got a lot of dialogue as opposed to monologue. We take feedback from people all the time, you know, um, and as much as I love nurturing disruptors, um, which is what ours is, you know, is nurturing a disruptor is, is utterly relentless. But when you've got a why, behind you and that why is about really making a difference it you know there is so much joy that comes from it it's it's you know you can work five six seven days a week you can have those long long days but at the end of it if you feel that you have made a difference and i feel that we are it makes it very much worth it you know we've got to we've got to remember here that for disruptors um, to succeed it's got to have the purpose and the drive behind it and we have been you know we've been really lucky because I've got to say that even though we've had um, a lot of uptake on our products in the UK over the past 10 months we've also had a lot of people who aren't else riders who are kind of behind us and they are you know banging the drums of change for us people like Ross Eden as an example you know i regularly catch up with him and it's great to get his feedback on what he thinks we're doing and how we're contributing and you know matt aka the yorkshire wheeler these people are you know they're riders who are passionate about change and about equality so whilst they don't necessarily ride an arms bike they love what we're doing so those first 10 months i you know there's been some times where i've felt it's been a little bit in the early days, like pushing water uphill, as you would do with any new brand and any new disruptor. We have been really lucky with the people that, that I guess we've we had behind us. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've used some pretty brave language um, as part of our common strategy. You know, if you follow us on Instagram, which you do, you'll see that I've started to use language like you know, join a revolution. Um, because honestly, I believe that having those, having had those daily conversations with people who are, you know, who are riding those top-end brands that they've paid 10k plus for, um, they still want to be part of this revolution because they want to feel that there is enough rider equity out there. Because they want to go for a ride with their mates and feel that there's, you know, there's a leveling in, in the industry. They don't want to feel that it has, you know, that they are just supporting. And you know what has become, in in, in my opinion, an elitist sport. Um, And you know what, what we want to do here is we want to challenge these well-established brands, not because we don't respect them. We do. You know, no one watches, uh, you know, and looks at bikes and you know gets excited about bikes as much as as we do. You know, we love it. We you know all of these brands. We love seeing the the latest innovation, but I think what we're saying here, you know, in this first 10 months of Alves is make sure that you give these disruptors a chance because this is about the future. We've got to have innovation. We've got to carry on moving Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that we are creating opportunity for cyclists globally. Um, And I guess that first 10 months has been us setting the scene for that.
0: Yeah great good stuff so what would you say elves are doing differently and if you're in the market for a bike now why would you choose elves okay um
1: do you want
2: to answer that one yes so elves touched on on um sorry SJ touched on elves uh about opportunity okay now there's great opportunity within within elves i mean elves elves is about for an affordable price point um just a very a very quick analogy and i use this analogy quite a lot i, I saw i think it was last end of last year a big italian brand had bought out a, a um uh an anniversary special that cost sixteen thousand pounds okay now i'm going to stroll across here to a ducati Panagal. Which is a two hundred brake horsepower motorbike that is sixteen thousand pounds. There is no comparison on the production of a two hundred brake horsepower motorbike and a bicycle. So we've just been seeing this sort of like this this increase in price, and and, and elves is is, is about challenging that. Um, One of the main things with with um, with elves is is the individualism that goes with it. OK, mm-hmm. all of our frames, um, are, uh, you can customise them, you can customise the paint on them. Um, the, the, um, the, the customization of that paint on almost all of our frames, with the exception of the Evo, is free. There is no cost um, upon what you pay for the, for, for, for the standard bike. The Evo is only £39, you know, nobody else is offering the ability to customise your own bike from the word go.
1: I love that as well, because it's been a real draw, I'd say it's a USP for oh, us. Oh, it's
2: absolute USP. Uh, when, one of the things that elves looked at when they started was, how do we make ourselves different? And this is making them, them different. All of our bikes, when, if you order the bike, yeah, you, 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 your bike is, um, is painted to order. And that, and that's the way that elves can offer this custom paint out to people. Um, it's just it,
1: nice to be able to be like that inclusive approach, isn't it? Like that you feel part of the journey. Even to begin with, you know, it's knowing that actually it's not, again, it's that's about the the dialogue, not monologue. You know, you want to turn around and say, well, we've got 10 different designs and, you know, a palette of 70. So the chances are that your custom painted frame is going to be a limited edition just to you. Yes. And I love that. Exactly. I love the fact that people, you know, when their frame arrives, they're just like, wow and i was part of this journey yeah
2: and and, and i've designed my own frame yeah exactly.
1: you know we
2: work with customers to design their own frame we don't design their 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 their, their colors um, and and their, their designs for them we work with them to get something that is perfect for them um had a guy contacted me today he said i want a pink bike Great, absolutely fantastic you know mm-hmm. we're going to create a, a beautiful pink bike and and and, and which is a great color for guys um mm-hmm. uh, for 2023 um the other thing that is is is, is um, really gaining momentum is our custom builds. So in the UK, at, at present, just in the UK, uh, you can buy a fully assembled bike that is custom built to you. Okay, um, so that basically means that you can get the bike that you want, the bike that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to where where we have been is is buying bikes off the shelf um, and and having to. To make them fit us, and I think mean, it's Alice Lethbridge, our um, uh, one of our GBR riders. Um, she she just turned around to us and said, "It's just incredible what you do, what what you do." Because I bought a bike that fitted me; it was designed for me. Um, it, it, it wasn't something that I had to take home and change the handlebars because they're made made for when, for men to shorten the stem, to put a different saddle on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so the customization of, of of the bike is 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 uh, is very very important. And, and we can customize anything from size to color to the specs, bar width, stem length, saddles, tiles, tires, wheels, anything basically. Um, wow, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, really important. And I think the other point on that is, is the price point. Um, we are offering custom-built bikes not at, at, at a premium price because it's a custom-built bike. We're offering custom-built bikes at the same bike price that you can buy a bike off the internet or off from from your local shop, but we 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 create them for you because that's our business model. Lovely. So
0: let's talk a, a little bit more about that custom build then. So if if I came to you and I just said I'm six foot tall, what is it kind of what size do you recommend, or or am I having more input in saying like oh I think it's this, I think I should have this, or or do you kind of suggest this is where you should be?
1: Well, I think the first thing is that we are very much about um, connected journeys with our with our riders and effectively our customers. So, the first thing we would say is come down and get you know come down here because obviously Simon's a fully qualified bike fitter. Mm-hmm. So, if you'd like to come and get um, you know sized to a bike, that's the first thing that we offer, which is complimentary. So, if you want that confidence, then you know we will we will certainly see you down here in um, in the workshop the um you know if that's something that is not feasible because you're living in Scotland or you don't think it's necessary or you're, you're fairly confident on what you want then certainly we'll still you know chat with you as part of the consultation service on you know in scenes and the design of our spikes um, to make sure that that geometry you know that the geometry is is right for you the sizing is right for you with our geometry mm. so that's how that that journey would start and then really starting to have a conversation um, a little bit more about what you want out of a bike. Because, you know, we we have um, all-round bikes, which are called, you know, our, our e glass. So if you're an all-round cyclist, someone like me, um, then it may well be that you're looking for an e-glas or, a, you know, an avari, which has um, got a shorter, a shorter um, reach for women. Or if you know if you want this bike because you're a hill climber, then you may be looking at, at the Vanya. If you're looking for aero, then it would be the Fala Evo. You know, so we we need to find out from people what their cycling objectives are. So that first consultation with us is very much about us gathering information and being able to feed back to people um, and, and give them advice on on what, you know, what we think would work for them. Ultimately, it's always going to be rider choice. Because there's no point in you know advertising custom this, custom that, and then not allowing people to, to choose. Um, so ultimately, it's always got to be about that rider choice. But it's about a very connected personal service. You know, then obviously we can sit down and talk about you know your custom colours on your frames and things and that personalisation. Um, but then once that bike is ordered and um, or the frame set's ordered. Um, and it's being, you know, um, it's it's being manufactured over in China. Simon will start to have the conversations on, you know, crank lengths, etc. What you know, what is going to be right for that particular rider? Do they know about the you know the latest research that's coming out on crank lengths as an example and, and, and would does that you know does that work for them from a performance point of view? So we mm-hmm. get the group sets ordered in, get the bikes built up. And then again, people come back to us so that we can get saddle heights right. And we like to always do a big reveal and, you know, have our black reveal sheet so we can swipe it off for them. And I'm never, ever going to... I love it, seeing people's faces when they see their bikes for the first time. It's like, it's always given me goosebumps. And I think the minute it doesn't give me goosebumps, then I'm going to feel that we've not done our job properly.
2: Well, exactly. Every customer is a VIP. Right. Um, and every customer gets a VIP treatment. They're welcomed in. We have the reveal where we, we, we take the, uh, the black cover off the bike and reveal their bike, you know. Um, we take some photographs. We use those photographs on our social media. Um, and it's a real, the whole thing is actually a real experience for people. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I don't know anybody else uh, with the exception of, of, of people who are, are around the country who are doing custom builds um, with, other, um, with other brands. Um, that, that, that are doing this is no other one one brand that is just doing this mm-hmm. um, one of the other things I just wanted to very quickly mention yes. was um, the warranty within Els. yeah um, absolutely. now nothing says um, nothings no, nothing says confidence um, sorry I'm gonna just I'm gonna say this another way um, for a manufacturer to demonstrate confidence in their um, their product, one of the best ways to demonstrate that is to give a a very good warranty. Mm -hmm. Look at Kia uh, and Hyundai uh, and their seven-year warranty. Um, Initially customers were skeptical about both brands and now they're leaders in design and quality. Elves are the same, five-year warranty on frames and forks, two-year warranty on on all other parts Um, and that's because they've got confidence that their product is quality. Mm. Uh, And this is very, very important because People have been sceptical about buying from China, and 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 we're busting the myth. And one of the best ways to bust, bust the myth is to put the responsibility for for quality onto the manufacturer and the manufacturer so They we're going to tell you for five years, this is there's going to be no problems with this at all, and and, and that's our warranty terms.
1: And and also that we can we can process those warranties in the UK. And I think you know, so you can have a great warranty, but I think you know, customer fear would be. That- what does that look like so you know it may well be that the manufacturer offers it but who do they speak to you know what is that process whereas i think you know we are quite visible here um you know we do we've got our 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 numbers plastered everywhere and you know it's if there's an issue we we deal with it because it's you know it's it's within our best interest to make sure we've got happy riders and happy customers everywhere
2: exactly
0: yeah and i think that the, the customisation thing and that um, is, is very good. And also that, you know, you've got that, how uh, you've just touched on yourselves, that, you know, there's someone to deal with. If there's, there is any issues, there's someone to deal with. I've spoke about it in, like, people know that I ride a Canyon. I've had a, a lot of issues with that, and I wouldn't recommend that brand to others mm-hmm. um, for the reasons, the issues that I had. And then even just touching on something that... that um, Simon mentioned about the, um, with regards to the customisation, that with that, because I'm quite a thin guy, but I'm tall, um, and I I had to have a large frame, and the handlebars were wide, and I said, oh, can I have shorter handlebars? And they said, oh, that's only in a medium frame, and they wouldn't allow me to have separate handlebars just because it was a large frame. It came with this and that's it. There There was no option for it.
2: Which I'm, uh, which I'm, I'm going to be bold enough to say is ludicrous. Yeah. Um. Because why not? I mean, it's a set of handlebars. Well, why not?
0: Yeah. Because it's it, there were the exactly so yeah on the on the medium. Um. I think there were 40s or it might have been 38s off the top of my head. And I think the 42 is what I've got on. And because I'm th- my shoulders are only 38, like you know I'm, I'm thin. Um. I needed the thinner bars really, and it just. Yeah. Oh, can't I have it? No, because you've ordered the large, not the medium. Yeah. And like you say, they, they came separate in, like I had to put the bike together, they came separate in the box. You know, what was the difference of getting those from the factory and just putting? in? But yeah, it was just a simple thing. And then I've had a lot of trouble with it. I've had issues with it. And I love the bike, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great bike. But the aftercare service um it was just non-existent um and it's an, a reason why i would not go back to them i wouldn't have another bike from them at all
1: it's really short-sighted in my opinion you know we've got um we've only got bikes that reviews from our customers okay we've, we've only been going 10 months and take we're, we're not always going to get it right we are you know we are human beings after all but I think, you know, from our point of view, this is what exactly why when we were, when we were putting ours together, we sat down and said, as cyclists, what, what are our bugbears? You know, what are the things that if we could fix, we would? And that customization at an affordable price point Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest bugbears for us. You know, when we were both sat there looking to get new bikes about four years ago, and we were both sat there scratching our heads saying, how is, how has, you know, the industry produced bikes that have got this price tag against we don't understand. Um, You then start to look at, okay, well, you know, how can we overcome that? Are we going to look at then a, you know, direct to consumer model where we're going to build these bikes ourselves? I mean, of course, for us, absolutely. Um, Not an issue, but are we then pushing the consumer down that line whereby the direct to consumer model, Is the only one that they feel that they can go for because everything else is just too expensive? And are we then, if we're doing that, expecting people who potentially don't have the competency to build a bike to start building their bikes? You know, are we really pushing people to that length whereby they're going to end up with a bike that they're not comfortable with? You know, all of these things that we just sat there and said, let's work out how together. We can actually start to address some of these things. And the customization is just, it's just a win-win for everyone. Mm. You know, I'm really sure. So for me, it's a nightmare. You know, I'm, I'm literally 100, I'm, I'm, I'm four foot 11. I'm five foot, four foot 11.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and, and, and I, I have the exact opposite issue, but I'm, I'm tiny.
2: Mm. But the 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 customization, uh, the custom builds, harks back to Elle's original USP, which was way before we got involved in the, with them, which was about individualism, mm, um, and it has taken the individualism that step further by saying it's not just about buying a frame and getting it painted to the colours that you want. Um, it is also if you if you don't want to do that, you can buy a bike with with exactly the same options, but someone else will build it for you. Mm
1: yeah but the amount of times you know I've gone into a bike shop and it's just been okay but there's just not been anything there suitable for me um that you know by being able to now take it that one step further is i mean it, it's a win for us on both i guess a personal and professional level because we feel that it's allowed us to contribute to industry disruption in a really positive way because we all love our bikes and yeah, you know we, we want to go out and cycle on them as much as possible but we want to be comfortable you know we, we want to be able to go out for those long rides and we want to feel that connection with our bike so therefore enable it
0: <laughs> yeah that's it so basically you're saying that i can get a fully custom bike a fully to size painted how i'd like I think by the end of this podcast I may be putting an order in. That's the <laughs> we're,
2: we're, we're expecting you to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. literally, literally, you you, you want to customize a part of the bike, you custom you want different tires, if you want different inner tubes, if you want different wheels. Wow. Just tell us. We'll work through it. You know, and we will come up with a price that's competitive. And it speaks volumes really, you know, it's that's
0: it's completely bespoke to you and as you touched on a little bit earlier you can spend tens of thousands on something and then potentially see somebody else riding something exactly the same down the other way and i'd be a bit gutted by that um so yeah you've come in at a more affordable price point and it completely customized is fantastic really that is absolutely brilliant
1: and i think for us it's you know it's about offering like a hybrid version of the direct consumer model
0: right yeah
1: um so you know because we have created those connected relationships with our riders it, we make contact with them you know if say they placed an order on our website um and we they haven't consulted with us at all they'll still get an email from us like pretty quickly saying this is who we are here's how to contact us if you've got any questions and obviously Over in China, the order is being processed and they will have their their invoice and full confirmation through from China. But here in the UK we kind of like put our hands up straight away because straight away we want to lower any buyer anxiety. Um and you know from an yeah, breaking down those entry barriers point of view, um, we found that by making sure that we could then Become part of that connected customer journey. That it was going to give people more confidence from the moment that they bought with us. So, if you're buying through the direct consumer model, and you know you've gone and you've ordered all your group set, etc., there are other manufacturers out there where if you've got a question, you've got an email address, but yeah, and you can email them and say, you know, I've got some problems with this internal cable routing or whatever that's going to be, and you'll get an answer, but. How frustrating is that if you've, you know, you've assigned a Saturday to build your bike and you've come up against a problem? And I think that our hybrid model is very much about working with that customer. Now, we're not going to advertise on our website, we operate seven days a week, we do this, we do that, because the reality is there's going to be times when we don't. But the truth is, if somebody contacts us on a Saturday at two o'clock and says, I've got some issues with this, that and the other, can you give me some advice on the cable meeting? Then... Nine times out of 10, we answer the customer on that day. You know, we start answering, um, you know, questions from 5, 6 a.m. And, and we'll regularly work till 10, 11 o'clock because we've got a disruptor. And that's, mm. that's part the course. But because we are purpose-driven and because it's our why and because we want to make a difference, that is something that we come at because we want to. And I think our customers feel that. And that's why when people, you know, we get these good reviews because people feel instantly part of a community where they um, they're part of a family, Mm. you know, a a fast growing family with us. And we are on their side, you know. I sit here and say to you, I'll regularly put things up about some of our riders, and I put and we love these guys. And honestly, I mean it. Like we actually love these guys. We've got a small team in Austria. Um, at the moment, and they are, you know, they're posting on us all the time and they love their bikes. There's three hours bikes in this small team. And I can honestly sit here and say, I genuinely, I've never met these guys, but we're so connected with them. I feel yeah. like they're family, like, you know, we genuinely love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think that that reciprocal trust and the relationship is being built. And it's that that's created the resilience we need to take us to the level that we're at now.
0: Yeah, brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. So, let's talk a little bit about the range of bikes. So, what kind of bikes are we offering? Like aero ones? Are we looking at climbing ones? Talk about so, that range.
2: I think what we'll initially do is we'll talk about where we are at the moment. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to just briefly um, uh, give you a little bit of a, uh, a Doctor Who moment and take you into the future. Right. Um, so at the moment we've got a number of, uh, of bikes on our uh, portfolio. Um, we we start off with uh, a general all rounder uh, rim brake, which is the Quendi, uh, which isn't one of our more popular um, uh, bikes. It's one of our older frames, but it's it, it is still a very very good all rounder, very very good rim brake all rounder, uh, nice light bike. We then move on to, uh, the, the range bike, which is the EGLAF, um, which is, uh, a, an endurance bike. So it's, it's there to support distance. It's comfortable. It's got slightly shorter, uh, top tube. Um, it's got, this top tube is also, um, a sloping. So you've got slightly better standover height. It has some aero, um, aspirations, uh, within that, some, some, some aero design within that. But really, it's been designed for long-distance comfort. Um, but it's also UCI-approved um, and uh, using uh, three-frame cables. It's a beautiful bike. And we've actually got Ramon, one of our racers, a racer at Eniglet, I think, came 18th in the Lon- Ride London, wasn't yeah, did, it? Yeah, oh. um, Which is, I mean, 18th in Ride London <laughs> is pretty hot. Yeah. Doing it on, on an He's a on, machine. He's a machine. He's a lovely guy as well, actually. But do, do, doing it on, a, on, on, a, on an endurance bike is, is, is something else, mm. um, and he's still racing them, um, and he loves his e-glass. In fact, we, we, came, we came to know him because he did his own YouTube video on it because he loved it so much, and we just, just loved him so much, and now he's one of our supported riders. Um, so that's the Eglath. um Great bike. Again, these, these are the frames. They can be built with whatever you want. You mm. know. Um, we then move on to the uh, the Flaff Pro. The Flaff Pro is our older aero bike. Uh, it's not UCI approved. Um, it is um, uh, one of only a few bikes that we've got in the range that isn't UCI approved. Um, doesn't mean anything different in quality. UCI is more of a badge of honor and, and, and allowed you to race in UCI jam, uh, championships, of which most of us don't. Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing to worry about. The Fluff Pro uh, is, is, as I said, is an aero bike, uh, it is very quick, it's very stiff, it is very fast it's also very comfortable. Um, it is a slightly older look than, than, than the, the the new Evo, which I'll come uh, come to uh, in a moment. Um, but actually if you look at the design of it, it's very similar to the design of, of a number of other manufacturers, so it's not outdated at all, it's still a, a current design. It's just that Elves have produced a new one. Mm. Okay. Um, just moving on to, let's stay in, in, in the Flap um, uh, range, so that we've now got the Flap Evo, which was the, the Evo or Evolution, it was the Evolution of the, the Flap Pro, and this is our major disruptor. It is an incredible aero bike. Um, Alice Lethbridge, uh, our um, uh, female GBR rider, uh, has one, and she went to do her first race for, I think it was a month or two, after being ill uh and she says she was probably at 90 percent fitness she wasn't really where she needed to be and she posted a pb mm. she posted a pb i've had um people have sent me their strava uh, after build after going out on their first ride on their evo they've sent me their strava and they've got pbs on every stage of that journey it's just incredible
1: i've got to say actually that You know, being the person who receives, you know, the the feedback, etc. There's not actually been a time when anyone's come back and said, "Nah, I'm a bit disappointed with that." You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's why I, you know, I regularly put up rider reviews. Um, So, you know, when people have built their bike and they've taken it out for the first shakedown, and then we'll catch up with them a few months later. The communication is very to build that trust and confidence. The communication is up there saying you know here is this person they're on their bike and you know it's you know we don't get negative comments on after that saying that's not the experience i've had it's all been very much about you know the, the great feedback and the evo i remember when claudio um he was one of our he was our first rider who got on the bike he yeah, over and Mm -hmm. Um, he was the first rider that actually built the Falaf Evo app and got out there and he sent something to me on Instagram or tagged us on Instagram and I think it said something like the fastest bike I've ever ridden and we were literally cheering because I mean it's great to get like the test riders and all of their feedback etc but actually the real world rider feedback is what we want and I can remember there was a big cheer here, massive cheers you know, across all of the distributors because when we start getting the feedback on this race um, yeah, and it is a true disruptor.
2: It, it's a phenomenal frame, and the design of it just looks incredible. It's got this slammed um, handlebars, but it's a slight optical illusion. They're not actually a slammed. And, and, and people have said that the bike is comfortable to the extent that Crave Nielsen, um, who is a, an ultra athlete, um, in I think it was April or May, um, decided that he was going to attempt a world record on a Flat Evo. <laughs> um, of course, I mean that's the type of thing that you do, isn't it? Mm. And his world record was the most amount of countries you can visit in 24 hours. Mm. Now he didn't break the record, but he equaled the world record of eight countries in 23 hours and 15 minutes. But he did it unsupported, where the previous rider did it with a support group. Well, okay. He did that on a Falath Evo, okay. So if anybody tells me that aero bikes are uncomfortable, I'm going to put them in touch with with, with Craig <laughs> because he's he told us it is.
1: Yeah. I think that's the main thing with the Evo, actually. I think that's been the thing that surprised me. I think was the amount of people coming back going, "Wow, it's really comfortable," mm. um, you know. And when you talk when you want to talk about comfort over distance as well, you know, it's the fact that it's designed to to run up to thirty C's to begin with. That was a you know, that was a big, wow, why have they done that? And there's this big gap at the back, and that's not very aerodynamic. But I think Jordan Coleman nailed it when he's like, hang on a minute, let's look at this. If, if we're talking about speed over distance, you've got to be comfortable. And you don't want pinch flats, and, you know, from an endurance point of view, you've got to be able to join all these dots together.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and, and our roads aren't flat. Our, <laughs> our, our roads are getting worse, mm-hmm. we know that. Um, so why do you want to run on twenty-five um, uh, C tires with 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 your tires pumped up to one hundred and ten um, psi and rattle your bones to death mm. when you can ride on thirty twos slightly lower pressures? You'll you'll go faster. You'll go faster. Mm. It's as simple as that. Controversial, Simon.
1: Controversial. Well, that's hard you, really. <laughs> right.
2: So, <laughs> we, could, we could start a whole new
0: podcast about tire sizes and rolling as And you should do. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So. so um, current models, the final model we want to talk about yes. is our new Vanyar Pro, which is a fantastic bike. Um, the Vanyar Pro um, is a, a UCI approved, it's, it's new for, we call it Vanyar Pro 2024, it's new for 24, but it's been launched in, well, it was launched on Friday. Yeah. Um, it is the update of our previous Vanyar. Um, the disc version wasn't UCI approved, the rim brake version was the UCI approved. The rim brake version has been used for people all around the globe to build very, very lightweight bikes. We've seen these built down to 5.9 kilograms. Or wow. like that. Um, the new bike, it weighs from just 870 kilograms for the frame or 1300 um, uh, kilograms for the frame of course. It's a hill climber. Um, so it's stiff, it's lightweight. Um, it, it transfers the power very, very well. Um, it retains many of the features of the previous Vanyard model, um, but comes with, uh, with, with performance gains. We've mentioned UCI approval, um, and it has the ELVES uh, Global 5-year warranty, um, along with the rest of our frames. The major difference with that frames, it's got a, a, a steeper seat tube that moves the rider's weight directly above the crank to aid power uh, transfer. Um, and it also opens up the hip, hip angle uh, that allows the rider to get down into a more uh, crouched position mm-hmm. when descending. Um, more aero. Uh, which obviously makes people more aero. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the the head tube is sitting between 72 and 73.5 degrees, allows from attacking, uh, climbing and ascending position. It caters for 30 seat tires. Um, that works really well in, high, uh, in hill climbing uh, um, because you benefit from the wider contact patch. Uh, and sizes come in at 47 to 62 uh, centimetres. And the frame's a great value of £858, $1,100 for the frame. Wow. Um, and custom-built bikes from 2999 So that's the current ones. Now, yes. aspirations for the future? Yes.
1: I think that was the Vanya was. Um, it's been quite an interesting launch actually, because we, um, from a from a UK perspective, it was great because obviously as the, as the brand is um, expanding over to the west, um, head office kind of contacted us and said, "Would you be um, interested in running the global launch for this?" Um, and I jumped at the chance because I felt that whilst Simon mentioned we've been really successful over in Asia. Um, one of those, one of the fears, you know, with a new brand that's coming over and making sure that we could, you know, start to break down some of those barriers to entry was taking people on a connected journey where, you know, we had real world riders riding these bikes over in the UK. So we took two of our guys, um, Rich and Ramon, um, up to the Brecon's with um calvin who um, calvin Chung, who's, who's been an absolutely incredible videographer it does help that he is a, a pretty serious hill climber himself um, and we captured the content up there and it was really strange because when i started scoping this i did not post on instagram back, uh, about it actually and i was thinking so okay so what do i need obviously bites riders ticks and i'm thinking okay so i need to hire some riders and then i suddenly stopped and thought Hang on a minute, what what way do you think I need to hire some riders? I've got, you know, we've got a team of people who are so L-centric and so supportive. And actually, if we want to remain true and authentic as a brand, which we have been, we're very true to our values and, and what we're trying to achieve, then let's take two of our guys and let's do it and you know, let's take them up to the Breckens and let's capture this content and show the customers what we've delivered. And give them that whole experience. And, you know, watching this content wasn't, you know, when you watch it, you're not supposed to feel, um, okay, well, it's it's this price, it's this weight, it's got this, it's got that. This first bit of content, from my perspective, I guess, as the person who's designed it, was supposed to trigger an emotional journey, the start of an emotional journey with customers, where they feel safe about elves and it's western presence um and you're supposed to want to be those guys on that bike on that road and it's supposed to give you those goosebumps and make you feel excited so i think it was as much about elves as a brand as it was about the bikes itself so starting to really you know trigger those emotions and that you know elaborate on that connected customer journey that that we've got so yeah, it was, it was really actually those guys were great because we, we penciled the shoot in for, Ramon had obviously come and done the studio shoot with us because we did kind of a soft studio launch and then a full global launch. Um, so that had been done and then we were due to go up to the Bracken's on a Monday and the weather came in and Rich texted me on the Thursday afternoon and he'd been away actually all week and he's like, have you seen what's gone on with the weather? And I looked at it, and my heart just sank because it being Wales as well, you know, and, and the brackens, where the weather can just change so quickly. Just this, this rain had come in, um, and the guys were so amazing, including Kelvin. You know, he was um, producing the content. Within an hour and a half, we'd packed up our bags. And we were on the road, you know, Ramon had managed to get a night's leave. Um, Richard come in and had about an hour with his wife and his kids. Um, you know, she'd been Charlene had been absolutely brilliant and said, Yep, you just gotta go and do what you've got to do. Um and we were literally in the car driving up to the breckins to get the content for the next day. Um, and I am so glad we did because I feel really I feel really proud of what we all created and the fact that it was so Inclusive again, and so real, mm. and so us. Um, so the outcome of that, I think, from a branding point of view, was I got exactly what I wanted out of it, and I feel that the, the brand has too. So yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a real honour to, to be able to do it, and loved every minute of it.
0: Brilliant! Sounds fantastic. Um it was interesting seeing that actually so on the, the social media the launch for that and yeah it was absolutely brilliant. So uh, yeah, well done, you should be proud of it. You should be proud of it.
1: Thanks,
0: babe. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um <clears throat> so moving on a little bit, this is this question's a, a little bit different. Um for those that don't know or didn't haven't seen this, that elves were recently caught up with a scam with Francis Cade Media. want to tell us a little bit more about that
1: that was i think francis nailed it when he turned around and said (laughs) um in the opening that it's probably one of the most bizarre things that's happened to him since he started the channel Mm -hmm. um and we we got what was strange is there'd been kind of a you know a, a, a conversation on instagram with francis Cade anyway so it was a little bit strange when we got an email that had come through sort of saying, um, I'm Frances Cade, if you haven't heard of me before, um, you know, I run this YouTube channel, I've got this many subscribers, etc, etc. And when I first read it, I thought, okay, that's a bit strange, because like, we do, obviously, you know, you do know of you and you do know of us. Um, so at the time, it was like, okay, but, but that's fine, you know, we'll, we'll take that. Um, but what had happened was I wanted to actually speak to um, Francis Cade or Cade Media to understand a little bit more about the review, mm-hmm. um, rather than just like you know just sending out frames and etc for a review. I wanted to know you know what they wanted out of it, what they wanted to do with it, so that I could understand from I guess a marketing and content point of view um, what to expect, timelines, etc. And it was really strange because I didn't hear anything back on email, and I'd obviously suggested that we had a quick call. And I thought Francis had ghosted me, so I, I called him out actually on Insta and I said to him, I'm a fangirl, <laughs> like, don't ghost me. Yeah. Um, and he's like, What are you talking about, SJ? And I said, Well, you know, these emails. And he's like, Do you want to send us a copy of those? And it was then when all of a sudden it's like, Yeah, wow, we've been catfished. Mm. Uh, and the scammer had basically, um, Wanted to get a, you know, frame, bars, wheels, the full shebang, um, from us, um, pretending to be, um, Francis Cave Media. Mm. But it's just the audacity, that, you know, we went through the full custom build, um, the full custom, um, paint process. You know, this, this design went back two or three times, um, and you know, even called Jordan Coleman's, um, like the, when he had his Falaf and I had his name on it, I mean, he called that tacky, mm. and I was just out there watch because we had to play along with it for ages. Um and I think that's what Emily said on a podcast they did last week. What was really strange about this media, this content was it was just captured over such a a long period of time. But I was I was bang up for scamming the scammer, I've got to say. Um and it's been great watching kind of like some of the feedback and some of the content. I think the thing that Jimmy Jimmy mentioned last week on the podcast was when people have turned around and said, you know, they think it might be us, they think it might be Kate, they think it might be a collaboration. Is it Harry Mack? Mm. You know, who is it? But I, I sort of concur with Jimmy when we say, actually, if we'd have been that smart to have created that level of media and PR on elves at the moment. Then <laughs> I, I take that as a big compliment. Well, yeah,
0: mm. <laughs> that's it. Because in the end it's probably ended up better for you didn't have to send a frame out and you still got a Francis Cade video, so it's it's almost just as good, <laughs> isn't go. it? So yeah, it worked out well in There anyway.
1: you go. So it's, well the great news is obviously you know, the outcome actually from our point of view, of obviously the, the police have got all of the you know um all of the, the file on it, which they've had for some time now. Um I don't think there's been any particular action on it at the moment, but everything was handed over to the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but the outcome of all of this is it gave us more of a connection into harry Mack, um which was awesome because um his new balaf evo is in the uk now um he is going to become um, one of our um, ambassadors come sponsored riders and I, all i'm going to say on that at the moment is watch this face because i've seen his frame and it looks absolutely phenomenal so harry Mac will um the dream lives on
0: perfect turned out well in the end then that's all right Absolutely. so um i was what watching the the youtube video that he's done and I-, I think i'll put a link to it at the bottom of the podcast so anyone that's listened to the podcast and think i'll oh, go and find the youtube video i'll put it on the bottom of the podcast so people can have a look at that um as well because it's well worth a watch um,
2: it's it, it is very really it's very funny. I and mean, we we're giggling away with it. It's definitely worth a watch. You know, even if you're not into bikes, it's worth a watch because it is very funny. Yeah, any, yeah, any
1: expose on a scammer is worth
0: exactly. but it's just scamming the scammer is always the best. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. brilliant. So, you mentioned. Um, ambassadors there so that links me into the next question really so there's been a lot of interest around the ambassadors and the supported riders um which Stephen can tell who uh from Cass was one the first one in the UK wasn't he, um, he was. so yeah how, how are you building the, the the team how are you building this team
1: so yes yeah, Stephen was and it was great and do you know what it's it's really humbling at the moment because I, I think we probably receive between, I don't know, 20 or 30 emails and messages a week saying how can people become part of our team, which to me validates that we're on you know the right path. And again, people are beginning to have the level of trust and confidence in the brand that we, we want them to have. Um, but the reality of our um of the team that we've got at the moment is it's not you know, we we always say to people, you know, stay in touch with us. But actually nobody's ever nobody's got an ambassadorship or become a supported rider because they've asked for it. These have all been people who we have identified. Um, So nobody's, like, filled in an application form. There are no contracts with these people. You know, we don't sit there and say, you have to publish on your social media once a week. You know, again, this is about keeping it real. We've identified people who genuinely need the opportunity and genuinely love elves, and probably the the wording I use the most is elves is about opportunity. Um, And I think that, you know, is the golden thread through everything that that we do. And Stephen Cantau, as an example, who was our our first UK and European um, ambassador, for for us, when we first started, Steve contacted us because, as you know, he he was looking for a, you know, a custom-built bike. But when I heard what CAS had done for community and everything around that supporting Ride Together but part and every, all you know, all the promotion around supporting mental health and the, you know, the equality that that, that they stand for themselves and their brand. For me, it, it joined all the dots and it felt right that Stephen was as the co-founder of CAS, It felt right that Stephen, because he was looking for a bike as well at that time, became our our first ambassador. Quickly followed um, by um, Alice Lethbridge, um, who has also joined us in a, you know, from a point of view of, of really needing that opportunity. And these people aren't picked because of Instagram followers, they're not picked um, because of what they bring to us, strangely enough. Yes, of course, it is very much a reciprocal relationship and we support each other. But I think it goes deeper than that. So, you know. With Alice as an example, she's contributed so much into women's sport, into women's cycling, Mm -hmm. and she's lobbied for a women's league on Zwift. You know, it's people like Alice and Mary Wilkinson who are developing younger women through cycling at the moment and banging those drums of, you know, for for all equity that brands and manufacturers like us should be supporting. You know, we've, we've got mass systemic inequality out there for women in sport and when you've got people like alice who are out there you know who are volunteering they are nurturing they are developing but they're sat there saying but hang on a minute i'm also a school teacher she may well be a national record holder but i may be a school teacher but actually how am i going to afford my next bike to compete on Because the industry's got out of control. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly where brands like Elf should be turning around and saying, you know, we need to be enabling this level of opportunity for people. You know, from a, from a, from a women's cycling point of view, we've got to remember that, you know, we've got associated guilt for women. They feel like they can't take the time out to go on the long rides. We've got, naturally, we've got this inherent enhanced fear of injury. You know, we're in an environment where races are cancelled because of lack of attendance or lack of marshals volunteering them. And this is all before a woman can even sit there and say, what sort of fight can I get? And, you know, how much am I going to have to pay for customization? So, you know, although I'm not sat here for one minute saying that we're going to change, you know, and resolve systemic inequality, mm. I think as a business... And for a small business who has you know, who have invested a significant amount of its profits um, in its first 10 months, I think that we are really setting a very true example for how the more established brands should be operating. So from the ambassadors and the supported riders' point of view, um, it's about what people are giving back. It's not just about taking and that's what elves have done you know we haven't come to this and said okay we've got something how much profit can we make on this but we've we've come into this industry and we've given before we've taken mm. and that has been you know again that's our why and that's why we've been successful because you know this business is not driven on greed this business is driven on fair equity in everything that we do so on supported riders you know if, if it's Ramon, who's working nights um, for, for, uh, for TFL, um, but he is training all those hours every day. And my goodness, he is smashing the results in. And, you know, without even telling us, he's created a YouTube video on his e because he's passionate and he's proud to ride out. So, you know, he should be given this opportunity. Whether, you know, you are someone like Alex Kerslake, who from a technical point of view, he's riding for GS Mossa, but yeah, you know, from a technical point of view, he's out there, and he, you know, he gives people information on the brand and he's very happy to call people out when they've got it wrong because he wants to enable um, rider um, equality. So, you know, we have got this incredible team that is developing um, who are, again, they get our why, they get our values. And that's why I think we were really lucky with Cass because straight away there was that value alignment. And every other person that we've, that we are developing as part of our team since then are, are doing exactly the same thing. And I think, you know, the nice, the other great thing for us was when Elves in um, HQ um, appointed Rich Somerville to be their um, UK and European tester. And so what other brand is doing that and saying, we are going to, you know, open up our products before the final stage and we're going to take feedback on it and that is that's great because this isn't from a um i actually had someone contact me on instagram and say most i mean i had about 50 people contact me and go wow this is absolutely incredible what you guys are doing is great thank you we appreciate it but i had one guy contact me and say would you not like give that job to an elite um you know an elite cyclist and i said no no i wouldn't because rich actually um is a a, a very very high school mechanic he's a cat who um, racer for the RAF and he is so dedicated to elves he is our perfect person he gives us honest feedback and we react to it so even with there's been um with the, with the baguette um there's been um with the uh the, the seat post cover you know he's given us feedback on that and within 24 hours um of getting that feedback I've got a video you know the manufacturer actually changing the design on it so he's making a difference but he's making the difference so that when our customers receive these frames to build them up certainly with the direct to consumer model that we have made sure that we've made all the enhancements that we can and the public loved it i just i was overwhelmed with the amount of messages of support that we got because again it's showing Transparency and as Simon said earlier, busting those myths. Mm. Of, you know what, what people feel about China bikes.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: using Rich as he says, more it's he's more like your consumer as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. like I suppose with all the manuf- uh, brand bike brands out there, they're always trying to sell them to regular riders. But then, like you say, there's no need to use a pro rider because we we've not got. Hundreds of pro riders coming to buy them, but we've got regular riders coming to buy them. So that's, exactly. that's who you want to see testing exactly. and riding the bike.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and Rich was a customer before he was a supported rider. Yeah, he he came to us to buy a bike. Um, we got to know him. SJ got to know him. Got to know where, where he was, what he was doing, um, and 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 decided to offer him the supported rider role because he was just he was just stinging the values of of, of, um, of, of L's. <laughs> And has proved to be an absolutely brilliant person for the job, and yeah, he's, he's, he's a lovely, lovely family guy as well.
1: Yeah, he is. He's a he's a real asset. All of our all of our team are a, a real asset to us, and we're you know I would love to be able to support. There's there's hundreds of people out there. I'd love to be able to support, but obviously we've got finite financial resources. Yeah. But we're growing, and the nice thing is, as we grow, mm-hmm. we invest more. You know, we're not sat there. Um, with big bank balances topping up every month without thinking, and what else can we give back? And I'm going to make sure that we keep those values Mm. true to everything that we do.
0: Lovely. So what does the next 12 months look like for Elves
2: Bikes? Okay, so um, we want to continue to grow the brand um, and build on uh, the Elves USP of individualism. Um individualism is a very, very important part of, of where we're gonna be. It is what is going to make els different to everybody else. Mm. Um, and this is it's both for ELS Bike Global and for ELS Bike UK. Um, globally there's there's a there's a, a bunch of exciting new products um that I shall just mention in a second. Um, and and within the UK it is all about customer journey and, 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 and um uh the ease of doing things. So let me just start with some new products. So um, Elves Bike are developing a gravel bike, um, They or a gravel frame, should I say. Um, uh, they are developing, which is great, but I want, I, I want to get on a, a, an Elves gravel bike because um, they're going to build something that's going to be quite smart. Um, they're also developing a TT frame oh, as well, yeah. um, and a full suspension mountain bike that is going to be running either Fox or uh, Rock shock, um, uh, shock on, on it as part of the purchase. Um, So they're really moving into let's actually deliver um, uh, bikes for a wider audience, which is great. But they are a a carbon fiber manufacturing uh, company uh, or or cycle company. Um, So everything is going to be carbon fiber on that. Mm-hmm. With regards to that as well, they're also uh, improving their selection of accessories. So we've got a TT, a set of TT bars, proper TT bars that are coming out. they can be either fitted to the TT bike or can be fitted to the Evo. The Evo actually makes a really good TT bike. Yeah, that's um, exactly. and we've got some some people who have turned them into TT bikes already. Um, and one of the things that um, I think one, one of the things I'm very proud of was. Um, we kept on having a lot of customers coming to us saying, can I get some, some some extension bars, so some some sort of like tri-extension bars for my normal drops? The problem is, L's run the integrated um, uh, hammer bars, um, and they've got the oval, the, the bars are oval. Yes. And of course, not that many, if any, that we can really find um, aftermarket extension bars that fit on these. Um, so I just called the, the, the guy in China and I said, we need some uh, some TT extension bars. And I said, we need to be able to produce these specifically for our handlebars and, um, uh, and and sell them on our website so that people can purchase them with their bike. And the answer wasn't, oh, we'll ever think about it or we can't do that. We'll it was like, no problem, Simon, leave it with me. And they are in development. Oh, lovely. You know, that's, that's how L's work. And this is why we love them. Um, So
1: agile, they are so responsive and so agile. It's it's about delivering those unmet needs. Mm. If we take our rider feedback very seriously, and the elves take our feedback very seriously, so when we talk about that feedback really making a difference and steering us, and how seriously we take it, you know that that rhetoric isn't just a rhetoric; it is a reality.
2: Exactly um and keeping on the lines of individualism i can't say much about this but there is a new wheel initiative currently under wraps
1: that will be la-
2: that will be launched soon that will deliver something that nobody else is delivering oh. i can't say any more than that oh. watch this space. that's very interesting very interesting watch this space you will see it come out soon but i can't mention any more than that um with regards to Els Bikes uh, UK and Europe, um, it's, it's about accessibility. We, we want to make our bikes more accessible to people. We want to improve the ways of customization of those bikes so that people can even more get what they want. Um, and we want, we're, we're developing a slicker purchase process as well. Now these are all things that take time for us to do and take time for us to develop. We're obviously running the business, we're building bikes, uh, we're selling frames all across Europe, we're doing all all, all of SJ's amazing marketing. So some of these things have taken a little bit longer to come through than than we hope. We want a slick process to purchase your custom built bike. Um, uh, So that's something that we're we're gonna be working on over the winter um, to enhance the purchase process um, for our customers. And I think finally, um, and SJ's alluded to this a number of times, We want to enhance our hybrid models to support our customers in as many ways as they can, as we can, uh, to ensure that there is no worries or concern whether you're buying a fully built customized bike or whether you want to buy a build kit for your bike so that you get all the parts for you delivered to your door and you can build it up or you'll make and build it up or whomever, or whether you're gonna build up that bike yourself, but you're unsure about how to do it. We want to build that network ensure that you can be supported.
1: Mm, absolutely. Again, elves, elves is about opportunity, so we're just making sure that we can create opportunity in everything we do, whether that's from a, you know, challenging the price point for performance, enhancing what we, you know, what we're already offering, mm-hmm. um, and you know, getting that growth that we need to continue disrupting. Because, you know, whether or not you ride in elves or not, you need if the industry needs people like because it can only be a good thing to keep, you know, the larger manufacturers price points in check, <laughs> within reason, <Yeah. laughs> she says, um, with you know, 15K bikes out there. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got to keep, you know, innovation is, is so important for, for, for commerce um, and we've got to keep moving and we've got to keep disrupting because it's, it can only be a good thing for the industry for stop.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic! And there's some. Looking forward to seeing those new bikes as well, and especially um, I might be in the market for a TT bike, so I'm very interested to to see when when that comes comes out.
1: I'm I am literally got to the stage now where I'm counting counting down the days for my new bike. So I've got um, this one one bike that we do, which is the Avari. Uh-huh. Um We haven't hung our hat on it being female specific. Um, but it has got much to reach. So for someone like me, it's absolutely perfect. Um, the geometry is, um, will, you know, suits the female form. Um, but I've gone for, um, I did post it actually on our Insta because I've gone through about 10 different designs on it. Um, and for me, this is my dream bike that is currently uh, going to be being built. And I've, I'm getting it uh, built up with an altegra DIT. And it's got all the pink and purple bling mm-hmm. that, I Never would have imagined me actually riding. Oh, okay, but it is, it's got all the pink and purple bling, and that is coming in a few weeks. So, but that is going to be the first Elves Avari, um, the new version in the UK and Europe. So, that is the, the very latest model of that that's coming out. Oh, so, brilliant. yeah, I'm excited about that.
0: Fantastic! So, we'll move on now to um the last few questions that we ask all the guests, and we have covered a few of these already, I think. Um, so are you calf stop cyclists? Cafe. 100%.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So what are we having? What are we having? Uh, well, from my point of view, I, I don't drink uh, coffee. So I, I'm a Coke. Um, I have, I usually have a, a, a Coca-Cola, other brands available um, <laughs> with, 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 uh, with sugar, full fat. Yep. Um, and uh, I one of my favourite rides is to Oldsford from where we are on the south coast opposite the Isle of Wight. I cycle up to Oldsford um, and there is a uh, shout out and they're really good. There is a um, sort of a garden centre type place that has a uh, um, a cafe called the Long Barn and they do the most amazing um, banana and passion fruit cake. By, oh, nice. And it's worth a 60 mile ride. Yeah. I'm,
1: a, uh, I'm in a tea with eight milk. But I am I am an absolute fiend for carrot cake. But I've got to say again, quite I'm quite specific with it. I die I die a bit inside when like I go into a calf and the carrot cake's only got like a little bit of icing on the top. Like if you're gonna do carrot cake, do it properly. It's got to have loads of icing in the middle, loads on the top, and you've got to be there and and really.
2: I've, I've just figured out the floor why you're getting rubbish carrot cake. That's because you go to a calf. Cafe is is a greasy spoon what you want to do do is go to a cafe Uh, and that's that's it yeah with lots so
0: lots of frosty it's got to have all the the icing and the frosting on that's that's the one that's the one yeah
1: it's got to have yeah it's got got to it's got to go if you're going to do it do it large
0: yeah that's it why not you've ridden your bike there you can have the calories so it's fine it's fine So I always ask, um, dream bike, money no object, but I feel it's a little bit different for you guys. It's more, which one of the Elves range is your favorite?
2: Well, I think that both of us are going down the line of um, of, of, uh, uh, actually having our uh, favorites um, built, or should we say we are building them. So I I think the Evo is an incredible bike. Um, I've historically been a long distance rider and a hill climber, um, and I'm going for an aero bike. Um, because I've been told by our guys that actually it's really good for long distance, it's really mm. good for speed. I'm trying to get my speed up as well, something I've been working on recently, trying to get my speed up. Mm-hmm. So I've, uh, I've I've got a, I'm going to be building myself up hopefully in the next week, uh, um, for Ls Falaf for Evo. I've designed the paint scheme myself, um, was running again Tigra Di2, because it's just great value at the moment. What mm. um, we Putting on a set of, uh, Elves, uh, Arome wheels with a 56 uh, deep rim, but it's got the DT Swiss hub. I'm not a fan of, of, of loud hubs. I know most of the world love them, but for me, my meditation gets a little bit ruined with this racket behind me. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going for a quieter hub on that. Um, and, uh, and it's just going to be a, a really, really nice build. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't owned a bike with the 2 yet. I've always been mechanical. Star really that haven't built 20 30 40 of them in the last last 10 months i think it's about time i had yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and for me i'm obviously like i say, I've, I've got the first i've got the first avari coming in but i will be running the uh the th50d which have got a very hot sounding hub on them oh, so okay. the first- as much as Simon well, likes his peace go. and quiet. Uh when he's riding with me he's not gonna get there. Yeah.
0: So uh, So that's the only reason you had that built up was just to ruin Simon's meditation, wasn't it? Exactly. Like,
1: is it yeah. yeah, Make it, sure he's make sure he's staying awake.
2: Earplugs and bark, that's all I need.
1: Mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've been really excited. It's really strange because loads of people are kinda of said just, when you get your owls, when you get your owls and it's a difficult balance to strike, isn't it? Because the um the reality of it is there has been, you know much interest we wanted to wait until you know we want to make sure that that the customers have got their bikes first as well Mm. um so you know we we've had the feedback from the test riders you know we had a lot of confidence in the product we did a lot of due diligence before we even um went into a partnership with elves um but for us now you know we are yeah, I mean, I'm going to spam you all on Instagram, with
2: you new I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see this happening.
1: You're <laughs> just going to be like, yeah, SJ, we know, you have got a new bike, we get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the point of Instagram, I feel. You know, you, you, you show off your nice bike, don't you, it. That's what you do. So,
1: Absolutely. You yeah.
0: exactly. So if we could pop it anywhere in the world to go riding now, where would you go?
2: I I think we're going to where we want to go, Um, uh, uh, cycling, as as we've alluded to, it's about tranquility, it's about the outdoors, it's about peace, it's about beauty, and very few places that are as tranquil, peaceful and as beautiful as the South Island of New Zealand. Um, so whiskers is way to New Zealand but we're going to be there in, in, in five or six weeks ourselves riding our ls bikes um, and we are so looking forward to this. It's a stunning place It's a great place for cycling. It's got a great uh, cycling community out there. Um, they do have an ls distributor out there which is nice for you to, to track him down at some point yeah, um, but yeah I think uh, I think that's that, that's sort of like dream place for both both of us to go. I would go back to the Himalayas. Tomorrow, if I had the opportunity as well. So, if 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 listeners, if you're out there and you want to want a challenge, go to the Himalayas and ride a mountain bike over it. It's fantastic. But I think we're really looking forward to New Zealand.
1: Yeah, I am. I must admit, I fell in love with it when I first went over there. It's just you know the fact you've got eight million people on an island that's more or less the same size as the UK, and you know rush hour consists of you know eight cars on a highway, Mm -hmm. Um, and they just like. The roads are just so they're just built for cyclists over there. You know, it's the whole the whole community, the whole cycling community over there is is great. And we felt, you know, last time we went over, so that's why we felt so like, oh, we should have, we bought our bike. So this time we are so, I've, and we do feel really lucky that we're doing. We, we tend to take our holiday in one lump, mm-hmm. so we'll still be um, running out um, whilst we're over there. But yeah, the workshop will close for a few weeks. And um, off we go. So prepare, get ready for the spam, guys. Yeah,
0: I'll be looking forward to it. I'll be looking forward to it.
1: Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah,
0: Lovely. So I think we've come to the end of our little chat. So I just want to say thanks again for coming on. I love what you guys are doing as well. And I wish you all the success going forward as well.
1: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And I mean that sincerely. It, it really matters to us to get that feedback. I love speaking to anyone um, about this industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have the opportunity to share our thoughts on it and, you know, for, for your support as well. So thank you for the opportunity of inviting us on because, you know, it, it gives brands like ours um, just that little bit more exposure and hopefully people can get to understand a little bit more about what we're trying to achieve.
2: Exactly.
0: Exactly. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Well, that was fantastic speaking to SJ and Simon there. They spoke so eloquently and passionately about their brand it was absolutely brilliant speaking to them i would just like to add that i've got no affinity with elves bikes i'm not obviously a supportive rider or an ambassador for the brand but next time i'm in the market for a bike it's a brand i will strongly be considering um with everything they spoke about there with the warranty the quality of the bikes you know that speaks volumes doesn't it a 5 year guarantee on a carbon frame is is brilliant um so i just strongly recommend you go and have a look at them um and the reason i wanted to point out the fact that i'm not affiliated with them at all is the reason why i'm speaking so passionately about it is because i'm not affiliated it's just me giving an honest review to say look at these bikes consider these bikes they look absolutely brilliant i'm an aero guy through and through but that vanyard looks incredible that lightweight climbing bike at such an affordable price it's just brilliant it seems like a bit of a no-brainer and that you can get it fully customized even down to tires and inner tubes simon touched on you know exactly what you want it's brilliant it's absolutely fantastic we spoke to them for nearly an hour and a half and there was something that i did forget to to mention i had it written down in my notes and um obviously i've got a chance to put it in there so the website is elvesbikes.co.uk obviously if you're listening to this overseas if you pop it into google elves bikes and then your country you'll come up with your your closest um distributor so get in contact with them and as i touched on at the start of the podcast their instagram is elves_bikes_uk so that's elves_bikes_uk check them out on instagram because that's obviously where you see a lot of the info coming through a lot of the new releases and obviously as they talked as simon mentioned in the podcast they've got some exciting things coming through as well so that's probably the best place to keep fully up to date with everything that elves are doing so once again we thank sj and simon for their time we thank you for listening i've been steve the fellow 21 guy take care and we'll see you soon